Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast, where we help business owners connect to their profits and earn their freedom. Join us as we discuss ways you can grow your small business, build your wealth, and help others along the way. Here's your host, Dan Cotton. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for our first episode of the People and Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are sitting down with all the owners of Next Generation Gym Owners, and we are going to be having a conversation about how we all got started in business and who we are. All right, so uh, let's get started with the questions. Uh, And really excited to be sitting down with you guys. We are obviously battling as uh, we're used to technological challenges and trying to get four people from across the United States. Uh, and Canada and Canada. I saw the glare uh, <laughs> all together on the same call, getting the same audio quality. And it's always a challenge, but uh, I think the content will still be great. So since this is our first time, our first podcast for the next generation podcast, uh, I thought it would be great for people to get to know us and learn a little bit about the different owners of next gen and what we do and who we are and some little tips and advice. So just getting started let's get right to it so the first thing we're going to be talking about is uh introduce yourself and tell us what businesses you currently own and uh what got you started in being an entrepreneur and you can go in either order Well, I guess I'll go first since nobody else is jumping (laughs) onto it. So uh, my name is Rihanna Luck and I am from Alberta, Canada and own uh, Premier Academy in three different locations, one in Red Deer and I co-own in uh, Fort McMurray and Bonneville as well and uh, am a part owner in NextGen, obviously, and then also am an event producer in the cheerleading industry as well locally here within Alberta. So I definitely wear a few different hats. And uh, in answering the question, what got me started in business? uh, I feel like it was something that just kind of in some ways fell upon me. And it wasn't something I had intended on doing to start with at all. Uh, When I was back in university, I was working at a gymnastics club at the time as a program coordinator and um, Um, my university coach had said, you know what, Rihanna, you should really try this uh, all-star cheerleading kind of concept. It was nothing that was, had started at all in Alberta. And uh, she had suggested that I give that a go. And so I did, Uh, we registered our first year. I think there was 10 kids on on a team. Prior to that, there was only school cheerleading within Alberta and that was it. And then it's just kind of grown from there. Yeah, so we're kind of together in this. This is Danielle and Justin. We practice that. Yeah. And uh, we, our answers are going to be probably similar in a few of these. So we'll kind of uh, tag team if that's all right on this. So we started, I actually started by coaching at a local community center and then a space. Um, I received a contract to coach there. And so I was coaching recreational cheerleading. And it was just kind of sideline cheers and having fun. And uh, next thing you know, I had more kids than I could actually take in the tiny dance room that I was given at the time. 
And the tumbling program was also really huge. And so I started helping with their tumbling program. Their owner of the tumbling program started helping me with cheer so that we could um, serve all the different families. And uh, so then one night I'm sitting there and we did a fundraiser for these little cheer uniforms and I'm tagging all of these little garage sale items. And um, Justin comes in because we had toddlers at home. I mean, from ages one year to like six or seven years at the time. And he comes in and he's like, what are you doing? Why are you not helping with like dinner and baths? And I just said, you know, I, I feel like this is my little business and I owe it to these people to like be serving them right now. And uh, his eyes just lit up when I said the word business. I assumed mm -hmm. that was the farthest that business would ever go was me tagging um, garage sale items in my living room. And if you know Justin, that is never the farthest anything goes. So I'm always looking for opportunity in life and looking at different things. And uh, if you're one of those people out there that have a thousand ideas and uh, you're always chasing different things, that was me. Um, but I married Danielle and she focused those thousand ideas into one or two good ones. And uh, so from that, over time, uh, we've actually started uh, multiple businesses, but the four that we have at the moment are uh, Twister Sports. Um, we're uh, part owners in NextGen. And then uh, we also own a business called Extreme Deals. Wholesale liquidation. Yeah, kind of like a wholesale liquidation, buying trucks and auctioning them off. And then the uh, last one we own is a, uh, a fourplex and we started a, a rental business. So Warrensburg Rentals. And so you guys got back to your roots doing garage sales with wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Way to tie that. He good. said we auction trucks. It's it's more like instant pots and air fryers, but maybe we'll get a truck one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Shelly. All right, guys. Well, my name is Shelly Shepard and I'm from Reno, Nevada. Um, I currently own Five Star Athletics, which is a competitive gym here in Reno. In addition to that, I'm part owner of Next Gen here. Um, and my story of getting in business is kind of like Rihanna's. Like it was never my intention or my plan. Um, I actually have a degree in education as work like 15 credits, I think for my master's in administration, because my goal was to be a principal. Um, so that's kind of where my life path was. And um, like many of you probably, I had children that created a different path for me. So when my daughter was four, she started this thing called cheerleading that I knew nothing about um, and got suckered into the being the booster club president. That's what we do, right? Just do things. Um, and so I was the booster club president for this little gym and um, tragedy struck as it has a way of happening. And the owner's daughter who was six months old at the time was killed. Um, and when she died, I was the only person that had access to the finances and all of that side of everything. So I kind of took over real quick and tried to keep the gym running while she was out. After a couple of months, she came, um, asked for me to meet her for lunch, handed me the keys to the building and walked away. Um, so really quickly, I was kind of thrown into what the heck do I do? I knew nothing about cheerleading, nothing about business. Um, and just tried to keep things going for that season to get kind of the kids through and the parents through. And from there became where I am today, right? A lot of steps and a lot of mistakes along the way, but I've learned a ton. And um, yeah, now I can say I know cheerleading and business. So 
So we you know, <laughs> don't know the path we're going to take and we don't know how we're going to get there. Um, but sometimes those surprises get us to exactly where we need to be. So Awesome. Uh, and since this is everyone's first time, or, or a lot of people's hopefully first time meeting me, uh, my name is Dan Cotton, and I'm going to be a regular host on this podcast. And I am the newest part owner of NextGen. I've been uh, a part of NextGen literally from the beginning in terms of being at the first conference. And I've known these uh, wonderful ladies and gentlemen for a while now. Um, gosh, more years than I, I don't know if I'm ready to admit. Um, yeah. But uh, I own a cheer gym in Oregon. That was the first business that I started owning uh, with my wife, uh, who is phenomenal and not here because she is off doing amazing mom things. Um, so we opened or took over our gym together. We also uh, run a, a cheerleading camp company that provides residential and private camps throughout the United States and Canada. We've been up there too. And uh, we provide uh, a full-on experience through uh, our camp company and uh, also a part owner of NextGen. And I'm a little bit like Justin where I always have ideas and new things I want to start and uh, big plans in, uh, in business. And I actually also still work full-time, uh, still work full-time in law enforcement. So wear a lot of hats like everyone here does. And I, it's just such a fun experience to be a part of this community. And, and what got me started owning my business, kind of similar uh, path where I never planned to own a business. Actually, I, I was in the army and I think Danielle and Justin didn't talk about it, but they also military service. Uh, they were in the chair, I mean, air force. Um, and oh, <laughs> that was painful. Yep. Yep. Dad puns. Uh, so they, uh, so I joined the military, I joined law enforcement and that was what I wanted to do. But I also coached competitive cheerleading and loved it. My wife and I had the opportunity after my deployment to take over the business cause the owner wanted to get out and we just loved our family so much. We thought, man, we're good coaches. We're going to be great business owners. And those two things don't necessarily always correlate. So we had a, a long, wonderful road, sometimes wonderful, sometimes painful in becoming the entrepreneurs that we are today and the business owners that we are today. And obviously we like owning businesses because we keep starting new ones or becoming parts of businesses. So it's absolutely a, an amazing experience that we've learned a lot from. Uh, there are, I'm sure people listening to this podcast that maybe don't know everything about next gen and kind of who we are and how we got started and what our mission is. And I think the best person to talk about that is a person who talks about it regularly every day. So Justin, I'd like to kick it over to you to give a little overview of what NextGen is and what our mission is and what we do on the daily to support businesses and business owners. Yeah, um, I do enjoy talking about this because it's very passionate. We're all very passionate about what we do in this business, but the biggest thing is connecting people and profits. Um, the reason NextGen started was watching businesses go under and selling all everything that they had, all their assets, and getting you know uh, pennies on the dollar for it. And it, it's just you know how many people are hurt and how many families that used to utilize that business um, miss out on that and all the experiences that are lost. And so after seeing that we we decided to uh, get together and create this business that allows people to have access to resources from people that 
own that, that those same types of businesses and, uh, and utilize their information and collaborate and create a phenomenal, you know, business end of it. It's, it's neat when you know how to do the actual, the thing that you're doing in your business, but when you have people that stand behind you and can answer your questions, uh, take away those fears that you have in business. It's, uh, it's phenomenal. I, I hope that answered your question, Dan, but that's, that's what I tell people when I'm uh, talking about next gen and what we do in this business. No, I think that absolutely did. And we'll give people a little bit of foundation if they didn't already know. Uh, so our next question, since we all talked about how we got started owning businesses, uh, the next question is what is one thing you wish you knew when you started that journey? And we can go to anybody. I'll start um, out. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, I was excited uh, about this one too. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I wish that I knew that I think it's important that every business owner knows is that it's okay to have a family too. Right. And it's okay mm -hmm. to put your family first and it's okay. Like the business is not going to die in any given moment because you put your family first. And I think growing up, my kids miss, I missed so many things of my kids's because I was trying so hard to run what I thought was this big business that needed all this time, and all this energy. And, you know, you hear it all the time, the entrepreneur grind, right? You have to spend all these hours and all this time. And if you're not working 20 hours, then are you really owning a business? And I wish I just knew earlier on that there are ways to balance things and there are ways to make sure that you get the time you need with your family, right? So many of us start businesses so we can have that freedom. But sometimes if we let it, owning a business will take away that freedom. So if we, you know, I wish I knew earlier on how to do that and how to prioritize my family and everything else above my business first, you know, finding that balance. Justin, you got something to add or something? To yes. Add? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, not to be so narrow such a narrow vision on business. When I went into business, you, 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 you don't have perspective on it. So you go into it thinking that, uh, uh, what you see on TV, what you see in, in life is, is what business is. And you only see one part of people's business. It's kind of like an iceberg. You only see the top of it, just the, the outside picture of it. But, um, the, the other thing too, is reading more books because that's, what's opened my eyes immensely is just reading books about other business owners and what they've gone through and um, understanding that what you're going through is not, you're not an island out there. So it's just, uh, that's my biggest, biggest takeaway from that. I can um, speak to that too, because obviously Justin and I must watch a lot of Hallmark movies together <laughs> because I really thought that owning a business before I did this, I thought it would be like the small town baker who is making the cupcakes and decorating them as the happy customers come in and make their purchases. And for whatever reason, I guess I never envisioned the harder parts of business and realized the fortitude that it would take to make it through the challenging times. Um, and I'm really grateful that just a couple years in, we met all of you guys because being able to endure those things on our own would have been so much more challenging. And they never really depict that in the Hallmark movies. That's never the climax of the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I really like what Justin was saying in terms of reading and, and kind of what both of you touched on, which is, you know, learning. Uh, I, I wish I'd known when I started 
that how much I had to learn and that I really wasn't that prepared uh, because the first year it was like, oh yeah, we're doing this. We're doing so good. Our teams are winning. We're paying our rent. Yes. And I had no idea everything I was missing, uh, all the errors that I was making that then would kind of build upon each other, you know, cause I wasn't marketing and I wasn't doing those things. You know, I was that business owner who was like, well, we use grassroots marketing. Like people just recommend us to their friends and then they bring friends and you know, why would I pay for marketing? That's stupid. Uh, and I, I really wish I'd, uh, I'd known at the beginning that I needed to be constantly learning and growing and reading books and getting advice from other smart business owners. Uh, and I, I agree. I would, I think Tori and I are really lucky to have met you guys as early in our, our journey as we did. I think we were only going into our third year as owners when, uh, when we all met. So we were still pretty early in that journey. And I, I agree it, it made some of those challenging experiences so much more manageable and survivable to have people who could lift us up and be like, you got this, try do this thing and you'll get through it. Uh, Rihanna, you have anything you would like to add? Yeah, I mean, those are all so great. I uh, loved all of those answers. So one thing that came to mind for me when I was thinking about this question um, was, and I think it's something that I am continually working on as an individual as well, but realizing that sometimes it's important to have hard conversations early. Um, I am not one that loves to uh, dive into conflict and challenging uh, conversations and stuff like that and have typically in the past been more likely to avoid them, um, but have learned over time that it is better to, uh, as much as possible, go in head on in those difficult conversations, whether or not it's with um, staff members or family members or uh, even customers, right? Like there's so many opportunity or so I shouldn't say opportunities. There's so many times in owning a business that it is better to have those difficult conversations early rather than waiting or even just brushing them under the rug. Yeah, absolutely. So this next question may be feel kind of similar. Um, and I think we may have touched on it a little bit, but if there's, if you could go back and do it all over again, right? Start over again. What is one thing you would do differently if you could go back to the beginning? I'm going to jump on this one because uh, I'm excited about this one. Um, I, I would have started a little sooner. I, I, I debated on this question because, you know, a lot of times your experiences from your past, you would never, you know, they've shaped and molded you to what you are now. And I, and I do believe that. However, I would have, uh, I would have shaved off some time and started a little sooner because I am the happiest I've ever been doing business now. I just, it, it's just an, it's very fulfilling. And, uh, and the other thing is kicking fear to the curb. I would have kicked fear to the curb. Um, so many times I've let fear stop me from advancing and, uh, and, and going into areas that, um, I, sh I probably should have. And so now I, yeah, fear, big one. I laugh because we got married the year before we opened the gym. So you would have been coaching cheerleading if you had started any sooner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, and I, I identify so much with that because that would have been mine too, right? Is that that fear aspect of it? I really would have 
taken more risk earlier because I spent so many, there were so many opportunities or things I wanted to do that I didn't do because I was afraid that, you know, people would say I didn't know what I was doing or I wasn't good enough to do that. Um, I, I waited probably two to three years to start my camp company because of fear-based lack of wanting to take risk. And now it is, it's huge for us. Uh, so I agree with that. Like that is, I, that's exactly where I am too. I think I would have filtered advice a little bit differently. I took, I felt like I didn't know anything when really there was a small voice in the back of my head saying, this is not good advice. Um, but I was looking at what people call the industry standard, you know, a, a customer is unhappy or questioning your services. And instead of really taking a look at, does my service make sense? Is it something I would want to be um, a customer in? Instead, I definitely took the mentality that I saw out there in a lot of other Facebook groups. And it was the buy Felicia mentality. Either you fit my business or you're not right for our business. Rather than saying, hey, I need to take a hard look at this. If we have a couple people who are not happy with this policy, I need to revisit it and see if it is the right policy for us and does it fit the values that I have. Yeah, 100%. That one's huge, I think, in our industry, right? Um, I'm not, I, I don't know if other industries have a buy Felicia mentality. Um, I imagine they don't, uh, but uh, all right. It, go ahead. It, it is interesting because we've owned businesses in about four or five different industries, including the restaurant industry. And you're right, Dan, I've never seen that mentality in a different industry yet. Uh, Shelly, do you have anything you want to add or should we move on? Yeah, I think I would say that I would have been more selective about what I said yes to, right? I think early on, I took on maybe more than I should have, like silly things, not like things that were bringing value to my business or helping my business to grow, just not wanting, I guess, kind of like Rihanna said, right? Avoiding that confrontation and not wanting to tell someone, no, I don't have time. And so because I think I was spreading myself so thin in so many different places for so long, it took longer for my business to take off the way it should have, because I was not focused enough on which direction I needed to be going and say no to the things that didn't serve me at that moment, right? Or the things that, you know, I got sidetracked because, oh, this looks like a good idea, or this looks like a good idea, instead of laying a really strong foundation early on. I think that, you know, that would be it. If I could go back, I would have said no to a few other things to progress myself faster. So later I could say yes to more. Yeah, I, I would actually add, there's one other thing I wish I'd done differently at the beginning. And it kind of uh, was referenced earlier in something I said, but I would have invested all of my time learning about marketing and learning about what was effective and what was not effective, what was my biggest ROI and understanding those things because I had no idea. And I think I, if there is one thing as a business owner, if you can really start to understand is it's your market and how you market and brand and build your business in that way. Um, I was so focused on, well, what we do here is our marketing, right? Like we're just, we're good. And if people don't know you're good, they can't buy your product. Uh, so I, I would, I would definitely have spent more time learning that. So we've talked about some, not necessarily negative things, but like things we wish we could do different. Now let's go to what is your favorite thing about owning a business or being an entrepreneur or a business owner? 
I'll go. Maybe I'll go. <laughs> this should be an easy one. We should um, all have these. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, like, I think there's so many, so many things that I pr- could probably list off, but um, I love the the challenge of owning a business and the um, it it is continually uh, changing. And as long as you're not saying stuck in, in a particular spot, right. I like the challenge of trying to evaluate where we're at and see how we could get better. Um, I'm not somebody that loves doing the same thing every single day. And so having that opportunity as a business owner, I know that sometimes having, uh, fires that you need to put out and stuff like that, uh, can be, um, extra challenging and, and draining and stuff like that. But I actually have come to appreciate those because it provides a bit of a challenge and then kind of setting some goals and trying to reach those and, and stuff along the way. So that's one of my favorite things about owning a business. Yeah, uh, Rana, I would jump right off of that. That's almost exactly what I had yeah. kind of jotted down. Myself, I think that the biggest thing is no two days are the same, right? So you can't ever get hear people all the time talk about getting bored in their daily job and you know these aren't our jobs so it's it's just every day is different and it's so much fun to be able to like you're saying what is the new challenge for the day right what does today bring and what do i get to put out there for everybody so yeah same go ahead danielle danielle's yeah i think it's it's similar to that but it's also i we've owned a franchise before and that was a little bit less exciting for me because It's so regimented in the things that you are allowed to do. Um, Owning a business that is not a franchise is so liberating because any idea, literally the sky is the limit. As long as it's legal, any idea you have can come to fruition. And the things that we do today in our businesses, I never thought would be possible because I just hadn't thought of the idea yet. So coming up with new ideas and creativity and collaborating is literally uh, what sets me on fire and gets me excited to go to work every day. And I'm just going to jump on that a little bit. All the things that I disliked about working for corporate America or whatever job that I've had in the past from a young kid all the way to where I am now, I, we are able to eliminate, change, modify, and do the things that we want to do in our business now. And uh, a couple of those, uh, just right at the top is uh, I, I like to give employees the work environment that I always wanted. I always wanted a fun and work environment. I always wanted uh, a boss that appreciated me and gave, you know, not that I needed trinkets and toys and candy on the sides and stuff, but we can do that kind of stuff now. And it's just, it's fun when you, when you can make them smile and they come to work, they actually enjoy coming to work and it's, it's, it's exciting. Um, and the other thing that I always disliked about other businesses that I've worked for was there was always a top. There was always a ceiling and I knew it that this is all the further you're ever going to go in this business is right here. And there is no top. There is no ceiling in your own business. It is literally, uh, the potential is unlimited and it just, it, it's really limited by what you want to, you know, take it to. So that that's the exciting thing for me. Yeah, those are all awesome. And and listening, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my favorite part. And then I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, that's my favorite part, too. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my I I can't have that many favorites. But I think I just agree so much on what you guys were saying, like that creativity. And, you know, it's funny, the the pitch we always give when we're talking to people about law enforcement is we're like the job's different every day. You literally never know what you're going to get. And 
owning a business is almost exactly like that in that, yeah, there are some days that are kind of boring and kind of by rote and you send some emails and you do some marketing and you go in and do some work, but then the next day something new is happening and something has changed and you've got to work through that. And it's just, it's so exciting and interesting and there's always something to be doing. Um, which I think is also why, as Shelly was talking about early on, it's so easy to hustle into that just or fall into that hustle and grind, just grind, 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 because there is always something to be doing. Um, but so like that's the great part. But some of those favorite, some of those great things can also quickly become almost negatives, right? I, I am grinding too much. So it's that balance. But I think as I was listening to everyone chat, and I think it's also indicative of the industries we've all chosen, which is really my favorite thing is getting to help people. And that goes all the way back to what I do and what I believe I do in police work, right? I just love helping people and, and improving people's lives in some way. And we all are in very much service oriented industries and next gen that's our mission is to help other business owners and connect them to their profits. So, um, I think that's just my favorite thing is getting to really see that impact in real time you get to make on your customers' lives and know that you provided that to them. Uh, it's just a really amazing experience. So last thing, and it's it can either be uh, a tip or it can be more of a description of what do you think or what are the most common mistakes you see business owners making? Uh, from your perspective, what are the most common, not necessarily the biggest, but just it's a regular issue that people experience. Uh, and if, if you don't want to go into the issue and you just want to be like, this is one thing I would do today, that could also be, be great. And Danielle raised her hand. So we're going to kick it over to the Johnstons. <laughs> well, I was excited about this question. Uh, I think the biggest thing I see people doing is running their business year after year the same way they did in year one and thinking I'm experienced now and I've been in business for six or seven or eight years and so I know what I'm doing, but they haven't evolved and they haven't changed the way they're doing things and grown in their processes. And so they're running everything the way they did in year one and they're frustrated that they're not where they wanted to be. Um, and if I could build off of that a little bit, I think our industry is one that a very common mistake, um, that owners make is that they don't put a priority on, uh, paying themselves either at all or enough for what we're doing and get tied into the, the, what Shelly had talked about it taking up so much of your time and, and not realizing that you can run a profitable and a successful business that will pay you and provide an opportunity for you to actually spend time with your family um, and make that your priority. So that's a, yeah, that's mine. Okay. Well, mine's going to be a little bit longer. <laughs> now I feel long-winded. Um, my biggest one I think guys is budgeting and i talk about this if you talk to me at any point i'm going to talk to you about your budget and i'm going to talk to you about your money because i think the biggest mistake business owners as a whole make is not having a budget not having a plan and not knowing their costs right so we're randomly set, setting pricing we're not knowing what it actually costs us to run our business and if we don't know that and we don't do it all we're going to do is 
raise this little money pit that's going to take away all our money and one day it's going to be gone and you're going to be broke. So I think it's so important that we focus early on one of the very first things you do in your business is really know what it costs to run your business, know what we need to price and constantly be reevaluating that because it's constantly changing. So that wasn't that, was that long winded. That was version guys yeah you went way short i thought i thought you were gonna get deep for a second fast and i condensed i was like oh everyone was short i won't talk too much yeah well i i appreciate it but shelly i think has uh a lot of us i know shelly does one of the reasons she's so passionate about budgeting is because of her own journey and yeah She's not talking about like, oh, I just see people making this mistake. It's also like I've lived this mistake and I know I can identify with that. I've lived that same mistake and not budgeting and, and chasing the shiny object. And well, they bought that thing, so I have to buy that thing. And uh, it can it can really quickly spiral out of control. So I, I agree with you. When you get to the end of the month, y'all, and you're short $20,000 for something, it hurts real fast, right? And real quick, we got to figure some things out. And I guess that's one of my big <clears throat> passions. I can help business owners not experience that because let me tell you, I did. And there were a lot of tears and a lot of angry husbands. Well, not that I have a lot of husbands. <laughs> <laughs> I came out way wrong. <clears throat> um, Unneeded stress, right? Unneeded stress on my marriage, unneeded stress on me. I probably aged a few years in that moment. So trying to save other people from making that same mistake for sure. Yeah, well, and I think that's kind of what's really cool about our group is that we've all lived it, right? It's uh, when I think back on what's the biggest mistake too that I've made, it's related to some of the things where I've taken, I, I've dove in too much into the business and, and haven't, and it's taken away from, from my family and has had become a source of, um, conflict. Right. And so it's, uh, we've been there, we've done that and we've made the same mistakes. And so if there's an opportunity for us as a group within next gen to guide people, um, in a direction so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that we have and go through the, um, um, extra stress and challenges and tears and all that in between, then, then we're here to do that for everybody. Yeah. I, I, Oh, go ahead, Justin. Oh, I was, that's a very good transition for mine. Uh, mine was self doubt. I think a lot of people, uh, doubt their capabilities. They, uh, they judge their past experiences on the future and, uh, they don't forgive themselves. Like I, I made that, I made that mistake and I'm never going to do that again. However, when you get around a group of people that have uh, have accomplished and um, are giving you the tools and stuff to uh, to go ahead and have that uh, to kick that fear to the curb and say, you know, I can't do this. I've got a group of people around me that are helping me, and uh, and it's it's just it's very uplifting to see that when people can finally get over those hurdles that they have in their lives, and and a lot of it is that self doubt just. Because if you spend enough time learning and uh, teaching yourself, you can get to that point. But it, it takes it does take some time and it does take uh, forgiving yourself. And because, I mean, if Dave Ramsey, even somebody that most people know, can uh, go through a bankruptcy at a young age and still, I mean, I, I think it was mil it was several million dollars in bankrupt bankruptcy that he had to go through and still come back and created a phenomenal company. Mm -hmm. We can all do that. That yeah. same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, 
So I kind of have two, and I think one ties to what you were talking about. One is going to be completely separate from what everyone said. Yes, I have an original idea, sort of. Uh, so number one, I think it kind of goes with the self-doubt and um, some of the things we were talking about, but it's avoiding discomfort, seeking mm. seeking the most comfortable thing. And I think that kind of goes back to the, like, I've always done it this way. This is known to me. I'm very comfortable with it. And it is we need to be challenged in our lives to grow. We need to be challenged in our businesses to grow or else we're really not going to succeed. And I think a really awesome example of this is uh, the, the biodome project that was done many, many years ago in Arizona. And if you don't know this story, it was a series of scientists who created this perfect biodome and it was completely self-sufficient and it, and it, uh, it was built in the Arizona desert and it was this doctorate uh, process and I'm probably getting some things wrong here, but long story short is in this biodome, all of a sudden, all the trees started just toppling over as they grew. They just <laughs> fell over and uh, they couldn't figure out what was going on, why these trees were just literally just falling over dead. Uh, and they, they were just uprooting and falling down. And it was a graduate student, not the PhD student or doctor. The graduate student said, there's no wind. There's no wind in this biodome. There's nothing putting stress on these trees so their roots have to grow deeper and they can be more anchored and more rooted they they just they only need their roots to be very shallow because we just give them water and there's no stress on them and our businesses are just like that if there's no wind in our business our roots aren't going to grow very deep and we're going to topple over at some point so when you have those moments of adversity it's good and and i see a lot of business owners try and avoid uh, that, that wind and that challenge. And there's a balance, right? We don't want to be in a hurricane, uh, but we do want some stress and some wind and some discomfort and growth. Uh, so that would be number one. Uh, Wait, so are you trying to tell us that COVID has been a good thing for all of us? Um, it could be. <laughs> Can I tell you that there have been some darn good things that have come out of COVID for us actually for our business. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I it's uh, it, it's a little bit of that lemonade out of lemons idea, yeah. but I, I mean, was COVID good for us? No, but I think, you know, for me, I learned a lot about myself as a business owner and what my resilience was and where some of my weaknesses were and what I needed to shore up. So, yeah, I mean, it's what you make of it. Um, making the roots. Making the roots, yep. growing them deeper. Um, and I think we experienced that in next gen too. Uh, you know, COVID was scary for us. We are helping business owners and every business owner we help, their business was closed pretty much for at least mm -hmm. a period of time. Right. And that was, that was scary and stressful. And how do we deepen those roots and how do we make ourselves more stable so we can continue to support? Um, so, and then number two, it's a shorter one. And this is probably the most common mistake I see small business owners, especially in uh, the cheer and after school youth sports industry making. And it is not planning for their future wealth. It is a lot of month to month, how, you know, paying the bills, paying myself even, but there's not a lot of planning for how am I investing? What is my retirement look like? Because I, I'm probably going to work till I'm 70, but I'd like to work till I'm 70 because I want to work. And I, it, it excites me, not because I need it to pay the bills. I want to build that nest egg. So I'm set. And then I also want to leave inheritance for my kids. So not thinking about that future wealth, not investing, not having retirement plans 
exit plans uh, is probably the number one mistake I see people making on the regular across the board. All right, well, we went a little bit longer than our scheduled time, but not too bad, actually. I'm impressed we kept it under an hour. Um, so hopefully everyone enjoyed getting to meet all of the coaches. I imagine that I will have each one of them on as guests at some point in time in the podcast, probably multiple times to talk about specific things because everyone is, uh, we all are well-versed in multiple areas, but we're all kind of expertise and focused in certain areas uh, where we really, really have that as our passion and our focus and excel at it. So I'll be bringing uh, owners on, I'll be bringing other guests onto the podcast to also talk about a variety of things. Thank you for tuning in and listening throughout. Uh, we hope you learned a ton and are excited for our future episodes. Our next episode, episode number two, is actually going to be a really cool interview uh, with uh, Rihanna and Ken King. It was a previously recorded interview talking about mental blocks in cheerleading, uh, and that is going to be launching next week on Friday. Uh, if you're listening to this real time today on Friday, November 19th of 2021. If you're listening to it later, you can just listen to it next immediately. So thanks for tuning in and we will let everybody go. Take care. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Next Generation, Connecting People and Profits podcast. If you love this content, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and head over to our website to sign up for our emails with tips and tricks on how to grow your business.